0: Hey, everybody. Uh, Before we start, uh, Kathy and I just recorded this interview with our friend Rob Bell. And I realized after we were done with the recording that I didn't do a good job introducing who this man was. I know a lot of our audience knows who Rob is, but I'm sure some of you have no idea who Rob is. So just to give you an idea, he's a New York Times bestselling author. He's written 11 books. He's a speaker former pastor of Mars Hill Bible Church, and he's host of The Robcast, which is an amazing podcast that you should check out. And he does many, many other things. Um, We've known Rob for about four years, since he was a speaker at our 2017 Zen Parenting Conference. And uh, just to give you an idea of his reach, uh, Time Magazine actually named Rob on its list of 100 most influential people in the world. And he's about to begin his Everything is Spiritual tour and will probably be coming to a town near you very soon. So without further ado, here's the interview we did with Rob, and I hope you enjoy. Here we go. My name's Todd. this is Kathy. Welcome back to another episode of Zen Parenting Radio. This is podcast number... 619, why listen to Zen Parenting Radio? Because you'll feel outstanding and always remember our motto, which is the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. On today's show, we have a very special guest and that guest's name is, sweetie? It's
1: Rob Bell. It's
0: Rob Bell. Rob, welcome to the podcast.
2: Ah, this is fantastic. (laughs) I love it. It's Um, great to be with you
0: all. It's great to be with you. So just so everybody knows, Rob and I have like this once every nine month exchange (laughs) where either I'm asking him to do something, it's it's mostly me asking him to do something, (laughs) and uh, I noticed um, that Rob is coming to town, and I said, hey, how about we get you on and help you promote your tour that's coming up? So. We're going to talk about the tour, Rob, and um, Kathy and I had some questions about how all the puzzle pieces fit together, and we have a whole bunch of other things. But first, I just want to out myself that I'm kind of a fanboy of Rob, and I'm feeling a little nervous. I'm usually not nervous, but I'm feeling a little nervous. I just want to own that. And we kind
1: of we kind of refer to him a lot in the house like Rob, you know, obviously we listen to your podcast and we've seen your shows and read your books and everything. But sometimes when the girls are asking questions, I'll be like you should really read Rob Bell's work about that. Mm. So, if they knew we were talking to you, they'd be like, "Well, We could just ask him the questions in person.
0: So I promise you we are going to give Rob a chance to speak. But I do want to say one thing. Um, One thing that Rob said at our conference that we asked him. Will
2: that be an episode, by the way? Will that be an episode where your kids, I get to talk to your kids? Oh, my God. That that
1: would be so fun. We actually were they hijack your podcast. Your radio station? They actually already did um, for oh, okay. our, was it our good. 500th? Five hundred. Our 500th, they all came down Love and it. basically told lots of truths and said a lot of things that were annoying, but then also helpful. Um, so it was a good 500th
0: episode. Okay. And they well. that's probably the only podcast of ours that they ever listened to, by the way. <laughs> 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 they have no interest. Uh, Versus your kids, uh, I, I, I just Googled a picture of Trace Bell. Trace is uh rob's son and has joined him on certain things and i saw a picture of him in, in my mind when i was listening to the color one that you guys did that four-part series which was so amazing Me, we and everybody me we everybody spiral dynamics and uh i had a picture of what trace looked like in my head and it's so much different than the reality <laughs> he's got like this tight side his hair his hair cuts tight on the sides a little bit on cuts top cuts his
2: hair cuts it himself does mm-hmm. he yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, he's a man. I thought he was like a kid. He's a grown man. How old is this young man? 23. Yeah, he's 23. So anyways, um, getting back to the conference. So the one thing that I thought was hilarious, m- many things that you said at our conference, was you invited any children in the room that whenever the parents get reactive or you know just start doing some things that parents do, you invited the kids in the room to ask their parents mom dad is this mine or is this yours
3: (laughs) oh did
2: i oh that's good i like that
0: it was really good so um (laughs) i have repeated that many times when i talk to parents and i don't like it when my kids say it back to me but (laughs) they say it nonetheless so
1: um so rob i have a question starting out you this tour when you're coming next thursday uh, to chicago and you're going all over the country it's called everything is spiritual you, I also one of the. I don't know if it was one of the first times I saw you, but I saw your original "Everything Is Spiritual" with the big triangle. You know, like where oh, you explain, and that and that was the second one. There was one before that. There you, was one before that. Yeah, right. you
0: did one ten yeah, okay. years before that. I just, yeah, I just looked it up.
1: That, and and then your book came out in September of twenty twenty called "Everything Is Spiritual." So will you like give us like the overview obviously this is language you use but maybe what's the difference how's the book related to your your upcoming show like give us your thoughts on where you are right now with those three words
2: yeah i remember one time somebody said to me you know everybody pretty much has one message in their entire life as a variation their gift their act of service their the thing that moves their heart <laughs> and i i so so part of it is me just embracing no matter where i explore i always seem to be exploring with everything i'm doing this awareness that all of life is happening within something so for many people the starting point of the modern world was dead objects you have Rocks and trees and the earth and your body. And the starting point is, well, that's the stuff that's for sure. And then maybe there is or is not spirit, soul, the divine. But it actually skips over each of us having this experience within which all these things are happening. Rocks and trees and planets and science and art and literature and so kids. So... There's a deep, sacred, holy mystery to this experience of being a human being. And we sense from time to time that everything is connected with everything else. But then, for most people, life is experienced as a series of fragments, disjointed. You have people asking questions like, what does it mean? How do we get here? These are all the questions of parts, not wholes these are the questions of fragments and bits and pieces not the questions of a sacred unity that actually holds it all together especially the pain the despair mm. the anguish the the rage so I, so i think that has been for me you have these moments of it what does it look like to live with that wonder and awe mm. All the time, for many people, of course, obviously in the modern world, anything along these lines sounds very irrational or pre-rational, as opposed to trans-rational, which simply means, oh no, 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 we haven't discarded the intellect. The intellect is more engaged than ever. It's just come to the awareness that there are truths that cannot be accessed with the same part of your brain that took the SAT. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's actually a very limited kind of intelligence. Mm -hmm. So this whole this new tour is a whole. It's a whole, I'm so excited for you to experience it. I've never done anything like this one. So it's a whole new way to think about everything from the previous book and tours. It doesn't, it has no relation to them and it's totally an evolution. And when I first had the idea a couple years ago for this, I was like, oh God, I don't know if I could, I was terrified. Mm -hmm. I tried it out. I've done it in a couple different backyards over the past couple of months, and I've never been more nervous mm. trying it because it requires me to do some stuff I've never done in 30 years of speaking that just, oh.
0: That's what and. you said on the Fauci the Fauci episode you just did. You you retold that story of you going into somebody's backyard, some neighbors, and you got really yeah. nervous. And I just I can't wait to see something that makes you so nervous. I'm just revisiting when I saw the the my first experience of everything is spiritual. It's picture if you're listening. Picture a big dry erase board, and it looks like a big huge triangle that goes from a single point to 20 feet down the stage. And it's not something I've ever seen before or since. Mm. And it was extremely informative and entertaining and everything else. So I am looking forward to seeing whatever it is that you have cooking for I, sure. I
1: have a prediction already without seeing it. Is there music involved?
2: No. Uh, no. Because um, I know you picked my... up a guitar
1: somewhere along the way here.
2: Oh, there's there has definitely been some music going on lately but oh, actually my my other son makes music he score he he there's a song from his new record that that's that plays before i go on but mm. that's the closest we get to any music okay. but good good guess yeah. But there may be something down the road not with this tour, but yeah, there may be a music thing. Who knows?
0: Um, it's funny. I'm beyond. Told, we're, we're all over the place here, and um, and I'm, and that's fine. I'm completely fine with these 60 minutes being all over the place. Kathy and I have been, you know, slowly understanding the idea of the enneagram for a long time, and for some reason, it's easier for me to remember which one is which by identifying a person with a number. And you are, you are the most seven that I've ever met. Just by looking at your website, you got your hands. Well, let's
1: ask, are you a seven, Rob?
0: Yes. He, when he interviewed- Oh, well, uh, I'm a
1: seven with a seven wing. That's what yeah. I thought. Okay. That's what, and I always say that when people are like, because Todd, like Todd said, we kind of go through, this is what it looks like. And I always use you as the seven, but then I would be really embarrassed if you're like, no.
0: I knew because he interviewed Richard Rohr. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And it was an outstanding, I mean, those are two of my favorite- people R- richard Rohr first R- time
2: R- he and i ever did it Let me, can, can we can we do an inside baseball richard Rohr story? Yes, the please. the first time i ever did an event with him the premise was i do an hour he does an hour for an, then i do an hour he it back and forth for a whole day and apparently a friend of his was so he and i sat in the front row then one of us would go up and talk then the other then come down the other one would go up and a friend of his was sitting next to him in the front row and the friend says to me, he says, at the end of the day, he says, when you got up and started speaking, he said, Richard was just aghast and he just kept saying, I've never seen a seven who's done any work. Oh, that's so
0: <laughs> crazy. Wow. He's like,
2: he, he's like, I've, he's, he had, he, so we had this fascinating conversation because generally, because I would say like, uh, denial is my drug of choice. Mm-hmm. Totally. So it took me years to to work through that. Just keep going. Whatever you do, keep going. Keep the party going. Yes. When I sort of came to a screeching halt and had a crash, and it's like, oh, there's like a world of pain. Mm. Just, built, I've just been stacking it on shelves in there. <laughs> but that was what apparently. And his friend was like, yeah, he just kept the whole. You were that first hour you're talking. You just kept going. What? I've never seen this. I've never seen this.
1: <laughs> He's a healthy seven. Isn't that
2: funny? A fu- highly functioning seven. A highly seven. functioning seven. But I can understand- Somebody's under- not a train wreck just yeah. waiting to happen.
1: Totally. But it's like, that's what I, one of the things I attribute to you or to sevens is like the ability to just recreate and recreate, not necessarily, there, but like you can create something new. If this doesn't work, you can create something new. And even that can pile on top of each other. But I I perceive in your case, just like you said, with everything is spiritual, they all link together. <clears throat> like, it's not like you're starting from scratch. You you know, everything. There's a new idea. I feel like you always have new ideas. You inspire me with your like, well, if, if I'm not going to do this, then I'm going to do this. And that's kind of the way I always like to see things. Oh, yeah. But the world doesn't tell us that the world gives us a very linear like this is what you do. But you you always seem to make yeah, things yeah. up.
2: Yeah, actually, I had an idea about this the other day that I was working on. <laughs> Think about like, a, is it a birch tree that produces 250 million seeds, but mm-hmm. only a couple of those seeds? will actually produce another tree. Mm. And if you think about stars, a 100 billion stars die every year. Oh, my God. Basically, one star for each galaxy. There's a star is this explosion that dies, and they die on the tens of billions. But actually, for our universe, the do our universe, you have to have all this death. It's just producing massive amounts of stars mm. that just die out. Or you think about the creation of a human being, the father's biological contribution of 250 million sperm, only one actually ever makes, helps fertilize it, create a zygote. So if you were just visiting this place and and any one of us were giving you a tour and we're like, how does it work? We would say, well, creation is gloriously wasteful. It makes way more potentials than ever actually be something. So if you want like a 10 song album, you probably have to write 40 songs. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to raise that kid, well, you'll try, maybe try this school, maybe try that school and maybe try this online thing and try that. Like you just try lots and lots and lots of things and every once in a while, one of them actually works. So I just, so that, so when I meet someone who's like, I'm trying to write my first book and it's just so hard, Wait, 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 wait. You were thinking you'd sit down and type <laughs> out a book and then just release it? Totally. Like you, you, you could catch fire on the seventh one. Who knows? <laughs> exactly. Because everybody looked around and saw how there's no straight rivers or river winds, hmm. like all of creation takes its time and it makes way more than it needs. And only a few ever actually become the thing Then I think everybody would relax <laughs> even about their own mistakes and ways a person's judging themselves. How come I didn't know how to handle money? Because you've never, have you been here before? Mm
3: -hmm. Is
2: this this your second pass? Like, you're learning how to be you.
0: So relax. So a question I've been asking myself as I listen to your podcast, Rob, you have your hand in a lot of different things. You write, you teach, you do a lot of things, but I judge one of the things that fills you up the most is being in front of an audience. And you've shared that on your podcast. And then COVID happens. And I'm just wondering how you have navigated not being able to do what I think I'm guessing is something that brings you so much joy. How how have you done?
2: That was really, really difficult. And it took me a while to realize because when everything shut down, I was like, well, let's try some new things. But then it was only this summer actually a year and a half in that I could, I could, I really could feel it. Mm -hmm. And at one point, Kristen said, She's like the thing that gives you life, like you haven't been able to do mm-hmm. for a really long time. Cause I think especially in, you, you everybody wants to be that person who's like, it's okay, I'll go with it. My my identity is not You, you want to make sure that you're not attached in all sorts of unhealthy ways. But then there's also just, no, there's this thing that there's this thing that you each that people that we do that's like, oh yeah, this is why I'm that's kind of why I'm here.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: In the most healthy sort of aligned sort of way. is my contribution if we're all cells in a body i I think this is what i do Mm. yeah it was very difficult very difficult and i really really miss i just missed bodies in a room Mm. like and it also though was almost like starting over it like oh if we ever go do that again I mean, I was always grateful, but now it's like some new level mm. of grateful. And then I did start to reimagine is there some different way to be together, which led to this tour. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: it did, it did break open some new things that, but yeah, very difficult. I remember I I walked the dog each morning, walking the dog and just feet like maybe like a closer last summer. Oh, this thing
1: mm-hmm.
2: that we're all going through. It's for so many of us, cut us off from what we do. This is, mm. it was very difficult. Mm. Yeah.
1: It was it was overwhelming, you know, and I, I my youngest daughter and I, my youngest daughter's 14, and I remember last year on Halloween, um, we walked through the neighborhood and a lot of people in our neighborhood had decided to just come out on their driveway and just be out and, you know, everyone was still taking all the necessary precautions. But it was like the first time we had seen people out on the driveway. And I remember like walking and like getting teary and trying to keep it together because I'm like I did the the appreciation of just seeing human beings on a driveway, let alone all the things that, you know, the the right. levels and levels of things that we had stopped seeing you know, our careers, our, um, you know, whatever we were doing, just the really basic things, the gratitude is immense. And and on a, on a bigger, you know, because we're talking about our individual experience, like Rob, do you, how do you, this is such a big question, I don't know how you're going to answer it, but like, how do you think people are going to hold that memory and do something with it? Because I'm already experiencing... In our school system and in the world of work and everything, people this desire to go back to normal, even though we're still in the midst of a COVID experience, although it's different, and how we're kind of going back to old systems. And you know, your yeah. whole discussion about me, we, and everybody about how you know we go to a new level, you know, we learn something new. I I'm I'm like nervous. We're not going to pull this awareness with us to the next place. I feel like people want to like forget what happened.
2: Oh, yes. And this this is the human pattern. We have thousands of years of this pattern. Times of trauma, pain, loss, disruption. Some people, it disrupts them to the point where they are broken and open up to new understandings. They expand. They transcend. They go to new places of understanding and maturity. And... Other people fight it, dig in their heels. They're um, like, for example, Osama bin Laden believed that 9 11 would spur a massive peace and anti war movement in America. Mm. He was like, Americans are the most disconnected nation from their government on the planet. They don't understand what their government's doing. Other people are way more knowledgeable. I want to reconnect them with their government. Um, So his hope, I mean, I'm talking about an act of terror, so let's just say Mm -hmm. that anyway. But his hope was that Americans would go, wait, why are these people attacking us? What have we done? Mm -hmm. And that there would be this massive, wait, America has done some bad things. We should not do this. And instead, it went the exact opposite Mm -hmm. way, which we're still picking up the pieces. So you think about the person, the political is always the personal. The personal always ends up being political and I, I know ex- exactly what you're saying, Kathy. About this moment, will you can see people going? I'm not going back to that job. Yeah. I'm not going back to that pace. Um, why were we living there? Mm-hmm. We just we went to this place during the let's let's live there now. Mm-hmm. You see all sorts of people completely reimagining education, business, health, pace of life how much time they spend with family what they're even doing each day when they wake up and then others desperately can we just have what we had
3: mhm
2: um and how why people and wh- why two kids grow up in the same home and the one just just grows and grows and expands and is open and, and the other one stays almost exactly where they were it's like that you you run into somebody from college and you're like oh my god they're telling the same jokes (laughs) it's like the great mystery at the heart of the human experience is why do people respond so differently to oftentimes the same events
0: well i remember reading a new earth by eckhart tolle and one of the things that he said i think in the first few chapters is you know back in way 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 back it used to be you know there's no life on this planet and then you know, you actually talk about it and you're everything is spiritual tour, how everything kind of expands and gets more complicated and things like that. And, um, the, you know, the nine 11 is an interesting, um, example that you just gave Rob and just me personally, and I'm, I'm about to ask you for some advice. So, so bear with me. Um, <laughs> I don't know if COVID has anything to do with it, but I'm, I run a, a men's group or I'm part of a men's group and I have found the strength in myself to maybe take a more firm stand on certain positions that I otherwise would not have taken like there's a people pleaser me that never wants to ruffle any feathers and when the law came out for um, the Texas law about abortion I came out speaking pretty firmly on my belief system And since then I've had quite a bit of pushback on, hey, this is a men's group, don't bring any of that stuff into this group, this is about personal growth, it's not about women's issues and things like that. And as I navigate through... As if these are two different I things. I was going to say,
1: go you have no idea how many like back and forth conversations Todd and I have about yes. this is, you know, yeah. but right, keep right, going.
0: Right. So, and, and actually the question, I mean, if we want to go over the topic, we can, but the question is about, for, for what What I know about you is that you have a lot of experience with people not liking you. <laughs> um,
1: not liking his position on things. Well,
0: we don't need you know, to and I don't know how deep we want to go into Rob's history, but, um, you know, Kathy, when you first saw rob there were people picketing outside of the venue that he was speaking at Mm -hmm. so i feel like rob has a lot of experience with ruffling feathers and i just i just want to hear from you as this is new to me like i just want everybody to be my friend (laughs) and i just want to see if there's anything that you have for me to help me through this process because i'm going to hopefully continue being more honest with how I feel and and how I present it to the world.
2: Right. I mean, is it really a party if there isn't somebody out there on the sidewalk with a bullhorn? Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) that's the great question. (laughs) Um, Notice Todd, how within you, the great integration has begun. Mm -hmm. So notice how getting enough sleep taking good care of like yourself isn't something different than how you live and move in the world. Mm -hmm. Like, or, or think about how, how you care for yourself is directly related to how you love the ones under your own roof. Mm -hmm. So to keep them like, well, that's personal. Well, yeah, but if you, like, if you are, aren't getting enough sleep, that deeply affects the work that you do in the world. So, so we all grew up in a world that just put these things all in these different spaces, and I was like, no, 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 that's a, that's over there. That's that's um, religious. Well, the word religion is where we it comes from the Latin word ligare, where we get the word ligament. Hmm. So, religion is simply something. Ligament holds bones together. Mm. So, religion is just what holds things together. So that's why when someone says, well, Chuck, you know, he golfs very religiously. That's funny. It's also very true. Hmm. Chicago Bears fans are very religious. It holds them together.
1: We try to have all of these.
2: (laughs) Yes, exactly. So all of these ways in which people put these things in all these different categories like, oh, that's political. Yeah, Actually, you drove here on roads Hmm. and we all pitched in to build those roads. So driving is a very political act. It's almost like this naivete that you could keep all of life in its separate compartments no longer works for you. Does Mm -hmm. that, does that resonate?
0: It does. It does. And I think I'm leaning on my wife who's very good at inviting me and challenging me to, um, you know, use my voice. And it also helps, you know, just hearing you say those words because I know you've been through it in a way that I can only imagine. So.
1: Well, and I was going to say, Oh, go ahead, Rob. Uh, so then Todd,
2: There it's going to be harder and harder for you to not fully be taught in the spaces that you inhabit. Mm -hmm. For you to go into a space and not name how everything is connected with everything else is is not is going to just not be remotely enjoyable. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah.
2: Because people are going to be talking about things. And you are going to see, oh wait, 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 if you're talking about that, you're talking about that, you're talking about that um, so so there are probably going to be spaces that just aren't that interesting anymore. Mm-hmm. yeah, and it's no judgment it's no judgment, it's not right and wrong. It's just if I'm in that space with those folks, they aren't interested in why would I spend my energies trying to take people somewhere they don't want to go when over here it's like let's go Um, so once going back to your original question how I dealt with it once I let myself off the hook I have zero interest in trying to trying to take somebody where they don't want to go Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so why would I go there why would I do that that sounds awful yeah and I just I don't defend I don't Apologize. I don't debate. There's a whole bunch of things I just don't do because I, could, it's like the most boring thing in the world. We'd like you to come on our thing and we just have some questions about your, I already energetically can feel the spirit. And these, this is not curiosity. It's not exploration. It's not all of us making each other better. It's a firing squad Mm -hmm. why would i do that when i could talk to you all Mm -hmm.
0: so for some reason the place i go i agree with everything you're saying but my what you're saying but my brain also likes to take an opposing viewpoint so one thing that you know the ted talk that that woman gave regarding the westboro Westboro baptist Baptist church Church, megan
1: phelps i think her name is i don't remember her name Mm
0: -hmm. and um she she believed in certain ideology and she ended up coming all the way through it as a result of I think people helping her to change her mind. And, mm-hmm. but is that at odds with like, cause I agree, we can't, we can't change anybody. I think we might be able to influence people, but we can't change anybody. And I just wonder where the nuance is between those two ideas.
2: So, um, from, from what you just said about this woman, I can only imagine that whatever she was a part of wasn't working. Mm-hmm something about it wasn't working and so she was looking hmm. so, so what happens over time is when you encounter people your radar gets so good for who's thirsty hmm. you, you you will you will oh it's not working for them. You'll just lean in. They'll say just an offhanded comment and you'll say, oh, that's fascinating. I, I used, I, I know exactly what that feels like. You do. Um. So you, you just trust that people, people will find you.
3: Mm.
2: You'll be stunned how people will find you or it will just be one little question at a party and you'll realize, oh my God, they're opening the door into a whole forbidden world right now with that one comment and they're looking to see how i respond when i say oh yeah 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 totally normal who knows if that alone they went home from the party going wait this thing that i haven't voiced to anybody that guy went yeah totally normal
3: mm-hmm.
2: that i thought was like would get me kicked from the, out to yeah. the curb is there a whole world where that's just considered a tuesday mm-hmm. <laughs> wait because wait, it's like um Yeah. Yeah. Mm, That's
0: helpful. Thank you. That's what happens.
1: Well, and just to like, you know, connect, because as you said, it's all it, it relates to every relationship we have is that like I if Todd is not speaking the truth about what he knows, that affects our relationship, too. Not because I need him to be something different than he is. I already know who he is. But it's like, how do we go out in the world and talk about things we're not like advice givers but we talk about things but not really share what we believe you like there is a and we have all these people that you know we follow and that we honor you know their their quotes and what they've given and you know that we we're not going to be indifferent to injustice and we are going to uh, you know be a role model for what you know be the person you want to see in the world all that and if we're not doing that, that even causes a difficulty in in our relationship, you know, between us. Because if I'm standing up for women and he's like, well, I don't want to talk about it in my men's group. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Like there is so everything you're saying, it's like micro and macro. It's like, this is why relationships can, you know, be challenged. Because if the person is not, it's not that they have to stand for everything you do, but are they standing, are they really being who they are? Um, And and so that's been an interesting road for us too, is me saying, but I know you believe this. And he's like, yeah, but will I rock, I might rock the boat. And I'm like, but if you don't rock that boat, our boat gets rocked. Like it's, it's, you know, it's an interesting process.
2: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And some people talk, that's so true. Some top, some people in your situation just um, embrace the role of the subversive. So, like, I, okay,
0: I have. I've made quite these a bit people,
2: of... Yeah. These people don't know what I'm talking about. This is all brand new. So I am going to meet them where they're at. So if I'm going to do that, then they're going to say things. I'm going to be like, oh my God, I cannot believe you just said that. I'm... I uh, I know why I'm in this space. I'm going to sit through a bunch of stuff that's completely insane. Um, I know why I'm there. So so you just become, is this the right place to speak up or not? Should I come this strong or not? Because they won't, they'll just immediately be on. Mm-hmm. So then you should become clever. Mm-hmm. And some people do that. They're like, you know, I, I meet people all the time who are like, yeah, I this institution or this group or whatever, I'm not where they're at but for some reason it brings me great joy to be in their midst mm.
3: Mm.
2: and to just ever so subtly coax the whole thing forward mm. mm-hmm. and it may be less fireworks
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and you may be less explicit it's not because you don't care you're not taking a stand it's just you realize this is how you gradually would win them over
3: mm-hmm. right.
2: and other times you're like forget that I'm out of there <laughs> I don't wanna do anything. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah, I can see and feel the difference in what you're saying. Like there is a like I'm thinking about my students. Like I I teach social work, and with my students, they're coming from all different places, all different backgrounds. And if I'm going to teach something, there has to be a general teaching. You know, it's not I'm not there to like give right. here's what Kathy thinks and do what she. But there's like a general teaching and and presenting myself as somebody who sees all these sides because that's what an educator does is all these sides and then you and so there are places that that makes total sense to me like this is not the place to be the you know the person who's going to bring up all these points nobody has ever seen
3: oh
2: you imagine some of these there may be gentlemen who don't know one person who believes that what's happening in texas is not the best direction Mm -hmm. like like, they might be like, dude, I'm in this group with this guy. <laughs> the, the, that, that alone, that alone is boom, a giant step forward. So to be like, and, 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 and to, and to like layer seven things on it, it's like, whoa, whoa, just knowing you mm-hmm. is already, and often, especially when I meet somebody who's like, oh, what's, what's the word people will use? Well, they need to tell me that they're a progressive. There's like a, God. Okay, great. But oftentimes there's this like got to get everybody as quote unquote progressive. There's an abrasive, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You realize that you're like a clanging symbol to this person trying to get them to to be as enlightened as your, your so-called enlightenment has actually become an obstacle Mm -hmm. (laughs) to the growth of others. Like meet people where they're at. They can't, they're not ready for that. So and the, actually, you're not selling it very well because you're a wreck. Yeah. You're so busy trying to make everybody like you. Calm down. Pump the brakes.
1: <laughs> it, it's actually exactly like, you know, what you're saying, it's like I can see it visually and I have a hard time speaking it, but you, it's all of the above of what you said. It's like, be say what you believe, be who you are, incorporate that into sure. what you do, meet people where they are, practice what you preach. Have respect for you know other, everyone's dignity, so you're not going to overpower and tell them why they're wrong you're not going to get into a win lose it's this paradoxical thing where we're doing like eighty things at once um but it's all it's all for you know it's all i don't want to say it's all good, but you know it's we're we're doing it all consciously
2: absolutely and and actually you are, we are seeing a heightened emotional intelligence mm. I think that the COVID, the COVID break for a lot of people, the numbing devices, you, you washed everything on, you finished Netflix, mm-hmm. like the, the standard numbing devices, seven months in started to fade. Mm-hmm. So I, so lots and lots of people for the first time actually sat with what's been present within them. Mm-hmm. I've also observed how many people have been kind, loving friend to everybody but the insanity of this moment, they're like, I am tired of sitting there with the extended family and pretending like this isn't insanity.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I've noticed tons of people, exactly what you're saying, Todd, tons of people being like, no, 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 no. This this goes way beyond just, hey, you you have your perspective and I have mine. No, this is like, think about the environment. How many people are like, no, 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 this isn't like an issue. This is like the planet. Yeah. Or... You uh I mean I think even the January sixth insurrection at the Capitol for people like, no, 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 no. This isn't like polarization. The, like at what point are you like, no, this is like a threat to the very foundations of what we've all agreed upon is the civil society? Um I think lots of good, decent my son calls them people with New York Times, Bray, are like, no, we're we're way past, you know, you have your view, I have mine. Um no, no, no. We're, we're into some other territory where people who haven't thought of themselves as being fierce actually find themselves having to be fierce. Like, no, we're not coming over because you all completely disregard all the most basic practices so that this thing doesn't kill more people. Mm-hmm. We're not coming to your thing for the holiday or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I just noticed lots of people who were never that person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They've never been within a mile of a bullhorn are like, no, I actually had to tell them. Mm-hmm. I just had to tell them, I think that's completely insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to actually send them an email and say, please stop sending me YouTube videos of people who aren't doctors mm-hmm. telling me insane things about horse tranquilizers or whatever the latest. You know what I mean? Like, I think, Todd, you are actually lots of people like, no, no, I have to say something about Texas. I'm, I'm I'm, this is new for me to be the guy going, you, actually, I, I think, I think that's really, really destructive. What you just said. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know if I'm sure you've seen some of this too. People going, I was never that person.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like the number of people, like I was just the person in the corner going, okay, is anybody, is yeah. anybody need more casserole? Like, mm-hmm. what can I get? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's a little more food left. Um, and that person suddenly like, no, you're, I'm gonna have to ask you to stop saying that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a matter of showing like a up.
2: Fierceness.
0: Yeah. hmm And a it's fierce, funny.
2: A kind, firm, loving fierceness. Yeah. That's like, no, this is no, no, this is just too much.
0: Um, gone too far. So, with this new tour, have you built our last eighteen months of COVID into it, or is it completely outside of that? I mean, I don't want you to give away anything you don't want to give away, but how was this one built? Because I, mean, I know you think of ideas for a long time before you actually, you know, do them. i um, just curious to see how this new one, I mean, I'll yeah. find out soon enough, but.
2: When I finished my last tour in 2019, you know, back in the old world, <laughs> I walked off the stage the last show and I had this overwhelming sense you're, that's done. It was like, yeah, the tour's done. No, no, no. A whole create a whole chapter, and I think actually it goes way, way back to I was in a band. The band broke up. I discovered the sermon. I wanted to become a pastor, but I was like, is there some way to talk about the big questions of life, spirit, soul? How does it all work? Is there some way to talk about these things that I haven't seen anybody talk about that would be engaging in a whole new way? That I had, it was almost like I was asking a question, like, could this be done in a way that would engage a whole new world of people? Because this is the juice of life. This is stuff everybody wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, Then it became, okay, okay, so you're a pastor doing that, but then like the first everything is spiritual tours, let's go out and do clubs and theaters, like the spaces that aren't traditionally labeled religious or spiritual. And that almost was like the next iteration was I want to talk about these things where we exchange where where we as people meet each other to hear what people are saying mm-hmm. um, but it was it was could I hold like the art of it was like the last two was about two like could I hold where could a crowd go in two hours what could we explore like how deep how funny how unexpected how what was the art the trajectory what were the the tension that got resolved, like, what's possible here? And there was something about the end of the tour that was like, okay, there's some new way. Is there a way to everybody do it together that would rescue you from some raw Bellness <laughs> in the sense of like, yeah, so that's the best way to describe it is what if the – As opposed to me and I have my 13 points that are going to unfold over the course, what if the audience had a role in that? Mm. What if from the get-go, you, everybody together realized this is going, what if I was learning where it's headed along with you? Maybe that's the way to put it. Mm. And what if it required me to be so present to what was happening in the room That we all together decided where to go next. Mm -hmm. That there was a structure, but I appeared to be following the structure with you. That's what began to happen. Mm -hmm. So there may be all sorts of people from the audience coming and going from the stage. There might be objects that are handed out to the audience. You as the audience member might, at the beginning of the show, I might hand you something and say, tell me when it's time for me to talk about this i love it you see what i'm saying yes,
3: yes. so
2: everybody who's seen it so far I've done it in two different backyards were like oh my god N- no show is going to be th- it's going to be different every time people like got it right up. they were like wait what even it it's the thing where no one has seen it but everybody who's seen it was like got it I can't, it's, well,
0: and I can understand why you, (laughs) I can, I I can understand why you were nervous because I consider you, I mean, I think you're one of, you know, I've been to a lot of speakers and you are, you know, I'm not blowing smoke, entertaining as all get out, really informative, deep, spiritual and everything else. I could see why this one would make you more nervous because it seems like you're, you're letting go of some of the control that you have probably practiced in the past and all of a sudden you're like <laughs> what's happening here?
2: I can fill space. Yes. So so the 7 who loves to perform can fill space. Just a little body movement, a joke, a little wink, a little um we can hold we can yeah, the whole, the room, we can keep something happening in the room. But then Those and those muscles and that musculature has been built up over 30 years. But then to say to that, like, "Hey, calm down, Mm -hmm. calm down. Let's uh, let's just be present and see what happens next," makes it like a thousand times more compelling to me. But it also then just requires a a completely different kind of posture. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah,
2: because that's what we do. We do our work for ourselves. Let's be honest. We're making we're we're healing and making sense of our own lives. (laughs) And if, every, if, if it helps everybody else, other people, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. And We're it's each like- working out our stuff. That's what's so great about
1: it. And you're like trusting everything you practice and talk about in the moment. It's Absolutely. like putting it into practice. It's funny because I was just listening to a, a podcast with Amy Poehler and she was talking about this – show that she created, I think it's called Moxie on on Netflix and how through the whole thing, she was playing a very different character and every scene she had to tell herself to calm down. Mm calm down because usually she's like, you know, I don't know what her Enneagram number is, but she's on, like you said, filling the space. And in every scene she had to trust because she was also the producer and the director, you know, it gets very, you know, yep. metaphorical here. Yep. And she's like, I had to calm down and trust everybody else. And I really, you know, obviously that can be important in just your family life, you know, just trust everybody. But this is sounds like that's what this is for you too. in this process is trust everybody else there too. bring mm-hmm. everybody in
2: absolutely you can see for her the that project you can only imagine why was she drawn to that project we're generally drawn to things that we know are going to shape and transform us Mm -hmm. so we're doing the work and the work is doing something to us Mm -hmm. so uh, I mean I've worked with writers who were stuck and so I did these sessions for the past year and a half where people would just bring me how how you're stuck. And I would start asking questions. I watched, I have watched lots of writers realize, Oh my God, this novel I've been working on for 11 years is about something that happened when I was seven. I have watched people work on something for a decade and then realize what the novel, the sci-fi novel about the planet Volatar was, (laughs) is actually about, Oh my God, this is about me and my dad when I was eight, but suddenly realize what they were working out um that there's there's this invitation lurking in the next thing and it's a hunch it's a intuitive sense it's a it's like an like a like a faint invitation it's a whisper sometimes it's a a megaphone in your ear that's like hey let's try this and you don't know why you're drawn to it and you get into it and begin to oh this has something to do with my need to control this has something to do with and that's like the work is going, just try, Just
1: keep following this mm-hmm. and, and wash
2: another little knot that gets untied within you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's so great how it works.
1: It's so fun. One of the stories between Todd and I is that about 10 years ago, I wanted to become a yoga teacher. And Todd was like, and it's kind of an expensive endeavor. A lot of time we had three little kids and he's like, so you want to teach yoga? I'm like, I don't think so. And he was like, well, ah. if you want to become a yoga teacher, I'm like, no, I don't know what I'm doing here. But I know that I want to do this, and yes. if, if I were to wrap up the whole experience and still being, a, you know, a yogi myself, but now I'm a student, I don't I don't teach anybody. But is I need to learn how to breathe? I just didn't know how to breathe, and but I didn't know that going in. I wasn't like that's my great awareness. It's like I just didn't know how to sit with myself and, um, and you know, and obviously we had to talk through that, but sometimes
0: the very, sp- well, in the little- literal part of me says, no, you get into a yoga class and I'm, I'm not this person anymore, but at the time I'm like, no, the, you know, You get into the class, you learn how to teach, then you teach and you make money and then you offset the expense outcome.
1: Return on investment, (laughs) ROI. And
0: and Kathy was trusting the universe, insert your own word, that I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm doing it. So it was helpful.
2: I'm noticing this more and more now in this new world we find ourselves in. People are realizing that that the hunch, the sense, the draw that they couldn't quite explain was the reality and the truth. And the giant structure, the larger family tribal system that had approved certain things and didn't approve certain things, the steady paycheck from the boring job that were like, no, this is the real world. And so they were not listening to that still small voice. I'm noticing how many people that got flipped. Mm-hmm. Oh no, 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 this thing is actually never let me down. Yeah, um, that's actually where the life is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm noticing how many people this is getting flipped. Like you're going, I think need, need, I need to go learn to be a yoga teacher. Okay, let's try that. See what mm-hmm. let's see what that has for us.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally. So um, interesting. So. I'm looking at your website now, Rob, and I think I just saw on social media that you're going overseas with this tour also, but I'm just going to list the cities because we obviously have listeners all over the country, but some all over the world. Portland, Seattle, Detroit, Chicago, Columbus, New York, D.C., Atlanta, Nashville, San Francisco, Denver, Dallas, Oklahoma City, Austin. And are you also going overseas? Is that what I saw?
2: Uh, yeah, next July, there'll be uh, Amsterdam, Oslo, Copenhagen uh stockholm berlin brighton manchester mm. london glasgow wow go to ireland dublin but and there's and then the there's the, some american cities in the sp- spring so the, the that was a partial list of american cities yeah
0: we'll just go around for a while mm. nice yeah. i'm excited for you and i i i don't know I judge that you put so many stuff out and at the beginning of your podcast, you usually mentioned one thing, but you have so many other things that you do. And if you'll just oblige me, I want to kind of be your, um, PR, your PR person. So I, this is where I originally wanted to go with this interview. Um, Rob did a audio thing
2: 15 minutes ago. <laughs> now that we have like four Kathy, minutes.
0: Kathy left. and I decided not to do this, but you have a, an audio file called launching rockets that you sell on your website. And there's 17 awarenesses that you, you said what, what you learned From observations,
2: about. observations on being a parent. L- yes.
0: And if you like Rob or you want to be the best parent you can be, I invite you to check that out. I'm just going to throw one out just, just for, just for kicks. Um, Rob, just pick a number between 1 and 17. I did this last time. We interviewed you, too.
2: Did you really? Yeah. Um, Three.
0: Number three. The greatest gift you can give your kids is to be fully alive yourself.
2: Mm. Yeah. 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 So so, uh, think about architecture theory. In architecture, if you take two columns and you place them in a space— two columns placed in a space creates a space between the columns. And so uh, the technical term is it's a negative space, but it's a space that gets created by the presence Hmm. of other things. So that's why you like try to get the furniture, like try to get the couch in the right place Mm -hmm. because where the couch and the chair are shape the entire space they're in. So a kid is inhabiting a space architecturally that is profoundly shaped by the parent. So if the parent has anxiety or has all the un, their own fears about it, that's in the space. No wonder the kid's picking that up. So I, I would just observe that lots of kids, they don't have a problem. They're actually healthy and responding to the stuff that's in the space. Yeah. So, so like as a parent, uh, Get a handle on your space. Mm. Like pursue your own health. That's a gift you give your kid. I remember uh, one time this woman. Where was I? I don't know what city. This woman said, "I mean, I'm just sort of trying to figure things out. And there's a bunch of things I was handed about how the world works but I don't. I no longer even see the world that way. So I'm sort of taking things apart and putting things back together, and I'm exploring. It's like, I mean, God. Should I, I don't. She's like, What happens if my kids see that? <laughs> I'm like, Is oh. there a better gift you could yeah. give your kids? I'm like this is how it works like you're trying to forgive somebody who wronged you and you're some days you're doing well and some days you're not yeah what better thing than your kid to see you mm-hmm. figuring out how to forgive somebody who wronged you or trying to figure out what you want to do with your life or <laughs> what you're what a wonderful gift to give your
3: kid
1: Totally. It flies in the face of that idea that, you know, parents, uh, you know, there's so many, so many messages we get the higher, you know, the hierarchy that we should be above, that we should have all the things that we shouldn't show any of the emotions, that we should have all the answers that we should be right, that we should never be questioned. It's just, it's so outdated and archaic, yet it's so like yeah. built into people. Yeah. Like they don't, they, they confront it whenever these things happen where they're struggling and they're like, but I'm supposed to know everything. And it's like, is that true?
2: What a crazy! I actually am working on another le, another round of these. Um good. Oh, nice. A follow up, um, and I think I, I was thinking about calling it "You Made Some People." <laughs> but uh, one of them that that, uh, that I've been thinking a lot about recently is roles and souls. Totally. So there's actually two things going on with you and your kid. There's a role, like a biological. You know, I pay the bills, okay? But then there's souls, which is two essences that happen to show up on planet earth at the same time. And if you can move to you and this kid are souls who happen to be shown up at the same time, then you are each other's teachers. Then you're walking together. Um, then you're open for all the ways this soul has come to help transform and shape your own, like just becomes so much more. My kids have become such master teachers to me that it's almost like souls and rules. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Totally,
2: Souls and rules.
0: <laughs> well, one of, so your last one of the 17 and launching rockets is you give your kids everything and then you let them go. And that is especially impactful for Kathy and I, because we just dropped our oldest off at college about three weeks ago. <sighs> the worst.
2: Our oldest two both moved out this year. <sighs> What was that like for you? Was it far away from your house?
0: Three. It was Grand Rapids, Michigan. She's going to Grand Valley State, so it's about three-hour drive. And what was it like when you got in the car and drove away? It was... It, very rough.
1: It was actually it was interesting Rob because I'm the one who t- I mean we all are feeling people but I tend to be uh, very feely and I was kind of in denial <clears throat> for the you know I've been dealing with it grieving it thinking about it for a year but on the way there I'm like we've got today we're going to lunch we've got things like I wasn't like there yet And then
2: you got wrecked.
1: <laughs> I got wrecked. Then she's like I'll walk you to the car. And, you know, my girls, you know, crying for mom is not a new thing. That's, like mom, called,
0: that's called Tuesday. Yeah,
1: yeah. Cry, you know, I cry yeah, in joy. Right. I cry in happy. I, I cry. But it was, I, I've been saying to people, it's a it's a grief I haven't, I've known a lot of grief, you know, as we all have, but it's a grief I hadn't known yet because it was a, um, it was, I just kept saying it was rough. Mm. It was rough. And, and it continued, I just talked to her an hour ago. It, it's not because she's not, everyone's like, but she'll come home. I'm like, I know. But not, right. it's
0: not the same. The dynamics will never is be different. the same.
2: Right, right, right. Preston lived in this little meditation room for the past what seven years, mm. and now it's like he like now it's so I used to see him every day, mm. and now he lives across town. Yes, like there's this space right here over my shoulder. Yes. Oh. <laughs>
1: I know. I I wear her sweatshirt sometimes that she decided not to take, and and I I I'm just like smells like her. You know, walk like I I like her presence, and I yeah. And and one of you know my own therapist said to me, which was this was very helpful. She said, Kathy, it's the best kind of sadness mm-hmm. because I feel so connected to this girl. I I so appreciate who she is. I love her so much. And we all do, but it's like this feeling of like, we did it, we, we, we did the thing and now it's time. Yeah. And it, that's the best kind of sadness. It's like, this is exactly how it's supposed to be, but it, you can't, you can't get rid of the grief. It just is what oh. it is.
2: <laughs> it's so powerful too. Mm-hmm. Even though you just like, like your mind cognitively knows exactly what all this is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's fine. Okay. Just. You're just still like
0: a wreck. A wreck. A wreck. Um. So on RobBell.com, there's events, there's audio, there's podcasts, there's films, there's books. He's written 11 books. I think I've read a few of them. It's funny. I, I, I used What is the Bible with a friend of mine who's born again Christian just so we can kind of maybe speak the same language from a different different angle and it it was very helpful to me so i mean i I can't even use enough words to express the gratitude and the lessons that you've taught me and i i'm sure kathy would say the same thing of course of course so grateful um amazing so amazing yeah i'm just feeling a lot of gratitude right now for you to for how you show up in this world you inspire me and many others you spent an hour with us and i'm just i'm just very thankful to you rob so thank you
2: thank you my goodness, you all are very inspiring to me. Mm. And I'm going to see you in Chicago, yes, correct? Yes,
0: next week. That's okay. the plan. We got, got some week, yeah. We got some uh, child we're stuff. We're figuring it out. We'll figure it out.
1: Everybody, it's funny. We're going to, I think we're going to pick up JC that next day for, not pick, but his parents' weekend or something. So we're just, but we don't need to get into that on the
0: podcast. <laughs> no, let's talk about that right now. We, let's figure it out.
1: We are figuring it out and... Rob, we're just so glad you're coming to Chicago. You know how much Chicago loves you. You know how much we love you. But we'll see you very soon.
0: And one oh, one day that we, if if and when we have another in-person conference, I would love nothing else to yeah, we'll get you back, Rob, back because it you was have, really I
2: powerful. We have the de- the debut of "You Made Some People." Yes, yes, <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: it's a great title. It's funny. Kathy actually wanted to do a talk and call it uh, "Do You Know You're Going to Die." <laughs> Which is a great title, I, I mean,
1: think. just I mean, just so we could remember, just <laughs> do the things and be the person and, you know, then you're going to die. And yeah. so yeah. let's go with it. Very, very, straightforward. forward. Very.
0: Um, Rob Bell, thank you so much. We'll be in touch. Uh, robbell.com, everybody. And uh, we will catch everybody next week. Adios.
1: Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And feel free to leave a five-star review. It helps people find us.
0: Hey, looking for more support, exclusive content, and an awesome community of parents? Join Team Zen, where you'll get zero pressure and 100% support. First month's free if you enter the coupon code FRIEND. Go to ZenParentingRadio.com.
1: Time is at a premium these days, which is why we're delivering help and hope right to your inbox. Sign up to receive Zen Parenting Moment, a quick read two times a week that helps ground you and remind you of what you already know. Go to ZenParentingRadio.com to subscribe.
0: A special shout out to the guys or for women who want to share a pretty great opportunity with the men in their lives. Men Living is committed to improving men's lives through connection. Included in our program is a low pressure, 75 minute weekly virtual gathering for men to give and get support and build friendships. If you want to learn more, you can head to menliving.org.
1: Join us for our other podcast, Pop Culturing, where we take a Gen X view on movies and TV and have fun breaking down key moments and the themes that teach us what it means to be human.
0: And don't forget about our founding partner, Jeremy Craft at avidco.net. Uh, he is a bald head of beauty, painting and remodeling throughout Chicago and area. His number is 630-956-1800. Thanks for listening, everybody, and keep on trucking.